1: Hello, friends, and welcome into another edition of Vol Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Tennessee having another solid week in basketball. Continue to roll right through as we hit the midway part of January. Tennessee, of course, coming off the Kentucky game, will now play a big game with Texas at home the 28th. Not this weekend, but the 28th. It'll be Tennessee and Texas. Joined by now by James Clawson of Spire Sports. James, since the Orange Bowl... Tennessee's nice little run of basketball here to start SEC play. A lot of uh, uptick with the volunteer club and new membership. Yeah, over 250 new members, Austin, since the Orange Bowl, so we're really excited about that. You know, tremendous amount of growth, a lot of interest, a lot of people buying our our merch, uh, a lot of people interested in what we're doing. I think, you know, a lot of our efforts over the course of the last year have, have – Come to fruition now, where people are understanding, you know, NIL. What we're trying to do for current student athletes at Tennessee, and and you know, we're we're having some success, and we're we're going to keep our foot on the on the gas. Coming up next Saturday, the twenty eighth, for the Texas game, you all are going to do a tailgate. You know, most people kind of associate that with football season, but you're going to incorporate it during basketball season. Why? Yeah, so you know, our fans love to tailgate. You know, it's kind of a, a culture in the SEC, and and our basketball team is really good. You know, top ten team. Sure. Um, baseball is great too, right? And so we're really good all year round in a lot of different sports. And we just thought, hey, let's do something kind of different, and we we're going to do it indoors. And so, but it'll be a fun, I think, a fun experience for fans. We'll have some football players in attendance. The game's at four o'clock, so we can tailgate the afternoon, go to the game, um, and we'll see how it goes. But we're excited about it. Tennessee basketball continues to roll right along. Tennessee baseball right around the corner, and before you know it, it'll be spring football time, and who knows, getting ready for Tennessee football coming up in the fall. Now tonight's main attraction, we'll stick with football, and his Tennessee defensive coordinator, Tim Banks.
0: Awesome. A me. You. Is-
1: Coach Banks, a Detroit native, 51 years old. I know you probably don't want to highlight the age, but at the same time, you grew up when Detroit had some really cool moments in sports, whether it was, you know, Cecil Fielder with the Tigers, yeah. you know, the bad boys with the Pistons. Absolutely. How much fun was that growing up in Detroit, you know, during kind of a heyday where they were really good professionally?
0: Absolutely. Both were good, but you left out my Lions, right? Billy Sims, was yeah, there you was pretty good then, and Barry Sanders. But yeah, it was great. You know, Detroit's such a, you know, blue collar state or city, I should say, and, you know, the whole state of Michigan is blue-collar and, you know, having a chance to see the World Series or at least, you know, be a part of I remember going downtown, you know, for the parade, you know, and being a part of that was awesome. And, you know, you talk about the bad boys and, you know, how it just really took over the city and everybody had such pride, you know, and hard work and, you know, toughness. It was awesome. You know, I had a really good childhood. You know, my mom, my dad, you know, my siblings, you know, I don't have any complaints about my childhood, and it was great, you know, obviously in the heyday of some of those sports.
1: When did you know you wanted to get into coaching, teaching, being a being kind of a builder of young people?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I, I didn't know right away, you know. I, just like most young people, I thought I wanted to have an opportunity to play in the NFL. Sure. But, but nobody was looking for, you know, undersized corners that ran just okay. <laughs> so I had to figure out another path. But – um You know, honestly, you know, it was one of those things. I was in grad school and, you know, every day I would come in or, excuse me, during the class, one of the GAs at Central Michigan uh, would come in. I would ask him how practice was going. And uh, one day he just finally said, hey, man, you need to think about coaching. You're so concerned about what's going on every day. You really should think about this thing. And I hadn't, quite honestly. And, um, you know, I was married at the time, which is a whole other story. But I can remember going home and telling my wife, you know what, maybe I will get this coaching thing a chance, you know. I wasn't sure how to become a GA. I probably sent out over 100 um, resumes to Division II schools, all the Mac schools. I didn't know. I got two responses back, you know, one from a D2 school and one from the University of Louisville, if you can believe that. They both said no, by the way. But, <laughs> but I did get some responses. And um, sure enough, um, Bowling Green had an opportunity late, you know, like right around – Um, I guess it would have been going into the summer. They were right, you're ready to start spring ball, I should say. And the guy they thought was going to be the GA couldn't get in school. And um, they were scrambling. And they they reached out to my head coach and asked, was I still interested in being a GA? And, um, you know, the rest is history, man. So it's been a great ride. You know, like I said, I've been married since 1994. So my wife's been on that journey with me. And um, like you said, you know, it's not like playing, but it's definitely the closest thing to it.
1: What characteristics from your playing career do you still feel like are with you as a coach?
0: Uh, you know, once again, another good question. I, I think just the intensity, you know, and the focus. You know, I was always focused. Um, again, we don't have, you know, some of what people would consider God-given traits. Um, you know, I feel like I made up with toughness and focus and, and um, intentionality, so to speak. And I think I bring the same thing to um, the coaching profession. You know, I'm very intent very purposeful you know with the things that I'm trying to get accomplished
1: and um
0: I think it's bode well for me so far in my career
1: As you look at your career you've coached a little bit of everything Coach linebackers you coach running backs even yeah uh you know of course obviously the secondary I know the secondary comes natural to you but you know most challenging was it running backs was it just you know flipping it to the offensive side or a- absolutely you know Gary Blackney
0: um gave me my first start in the coaching profession and um I'll never forget, you know, we're at the coaching convention and uh, he's jogging and me and one of my buddies were coming in and he said, hey, young fella, I I need to talk to you. At that time, I was coaching D2 ball at Ferris State, who just won a national championship, by the way. And um, he says, hey, you know, I may have an opportunity for you. Oh, so I was so giddy. I was so excited. You know, I'm going to go back to Bowling Green and coach the the corners. He wanted me to coach running backs. I had never coached an offensive side of the ball in my (laughs) life. And I remember telling my wife, like, "Ah, I'm not sure this is what I want. Well, she obviously she took care of the bills and she said, no, this is what you want. You're going to take this job and have an opportunity. So um, I ended up taking a job and it's probably the best thing I've ever done, you know, because it gave me an opportunity um, to see football from a different lens. You know, obviously, from the protection standpoint, um, just, you know, how they want to attack different defenses, Um To be honest with you, I still use it to this day. So was it challenging? Absolutely, because it was so foreign to me. But at the same time, I think it really springboarded me, you know, in terms of, you know, becoming a coordinator.
1: Jerry Mack, really lucky he moved back to the defensive side of the ball. (laughs) 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 Who's had the biggest impact on you uh, from a coaching standpoint? Listen, you know, I don't – it's
0: so many people. And I mean that, you know, I'm not trying to be coy, you know, from – you know, again, Gary Blackney, who gave me my first start at Bowling Green, to Steve Spagnola, uh, who was um, who I worked under as a GA, um, you know, to even, you know, lately, you know, Coach James Franklin, you know, who I've known him since, you know, we worked together at the University of Maryland. So I've tried to take some from everybody that I've been, you know, been around, you know, whether, you know, it was a D2 school or whether it was a Mac school. You know, I think everybody has some value. You know, even the high school guys that I meet, you know, I'm always trying to learn. And um, you know anybody that I've worked with or you know come in contact with, and we've talked football. I've always taken something from. Them.
1: I look at this year's team, and I I don't know if any, you know, if there's been any greater improvement than the defensive side. I mean, you had 13 games, 10 of which the opponent scored less than 30 points. And yep. in today's modern day college football, I mean, everybody's scoring, right? Sure. You you guys got off the field a lot this year compared to last year. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the biggest growth was? Is it just just everybody being a year older? Because you really had kind of the same personnel. It wasn't like you incorporated a bunch of new players. Yeah. I I think it's a combination and such, uh, kind of combination of both. Us
0: getting a little bit older, you know, we're becoming more familiar with our personnel. You know, again, we try to pride ourselves in playing to their strengths. Uh, But, again, all the credit goes to our players, you know, just the way they stick with it, the way they competed during the offseason. You know, we identified what we considered, you know, some liabilities. And, um, you know, the kids really worked on it, you know, to make sure that, um, you know, we can make some adjustments. So they played well. You know, I I tell guys all the time that the reality of it is in this day and age, you know, with the high-octane offenses you're going to see week in and week out, and and quite frankly, even, you know, having one of the top offenses in the country on our side, you know, teams know going into the game that, they're going to have to try to outscore us to have an opportunity. So, um, where they might be a little bit more conservative based on some of the other opponents, we don't we don't get that. You know, we're going to get everybody's best shot, and everybody's going to do whatever they can to try to you know score points and score them in bunches. So, uh, to our kids' credit, you know they never flinch. You know they got better week in and week out, and I'm super proud of them.
1: When you're the defensive coordinator and you get a team on three, you know you think you got them off the field on third down, then they go for it because they are trying to keep pace with the offense. Absolutely. Is that like, oh, I mean, we just stopped them. You know I mean? Because, like, I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I sit there and watch the game as a media guy or yeah. a, if you watch it as a fan, you're like, man, they got the field. And then all of a sudden it's like, this guy's going to go for from the fourth down from the 50-yard line. Right. Yeah, that, that's the day and age we
0: live in right now, you know, and um, it just compounded because of our type of offense and how sure. well they play on offense. So teams know they're going to have to take some necessary chances sometimes or calculated chances, whether. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that's kind of part of our secret sauce. We don't flinch on that stuff. You know, we just go out and play. You know, if they're giving us another down to play, then we're going to do our best to win that down you know and for the most part our guys did a really good job doing that
1: you like to bring pressure absolutely is the greatest I, I, offensively I'm I, I'm I'm a huge fan everybody knows this of the will route the wheel route's always open <laughs> defensively I love the corner blitz yeah. do you like that is that kind of you're like
0: you know like, ah. yeah. I know you can't tell but I was a corner back in the day so any, anytime I can bring one of those corners it warms my heart so yeah we, we like to bring the corners and um you know, we had a couple splash plays with some corners, made some plays, you know, coming off those edges. So, yeah, you know, the, the thing that's happened in this day and age, though, they spread you out so much. Yep. Sometimes they move that corner a little bit wider than you want, you know, so you end up bringing somebody different. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're always trying to figure out a way to, you know, get the quarterback off his spot and, you know, obviously be able to stop the run by doing, um, you know, by bringing an extra guy sometimes. But, yeah, we're going to blitz, you know, getting off the bus. That's just who we are.
1: When you left Penn State for Tennessee – what you envisioned then for what you wanted your defense to be and what it currently is and where you want it to be. Where, where are we at in this thing? Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting closer. You know, I, I knew we
0: needed to be a defense that was extremely flexible, you know, because once again, as I mentioned earlier, you know, every week, you know, you know you're going to get everyone's best shot in terms of trying to keep pace with what we're doing. You know, I don't know if people know this, but this wasn't my first time being a coordinator on a spread team, you know, who plays with pace. Sure. You know, we're actually, you know, back at Central Michigan, probably one of the first teams in the country that played, you know, with pace. You know, we played with a, t- a, b- a bunch of um, snaps. So I learned early as a coordinator, you got to be able to manage the games. You know, uh, you know, people point a lot to, you know, our past defense. And the reality of it is, you know, we could do different things to, to drop aid or, you know, But we can't allow teams to run the ball and control the clock, which takes away from our offense. So we're always going to put our guys in the best situation to play great team football. And uh, we felt like we did a great job that way. So to answer your question, are we exactly where we need to be right this second? Of course not. There's always room to improve. But, you know, my vision was that we'll be extremely flexible from year to year based on our personnel. And uh, we did that. You know, we made the adjustments from the year one to year two. And I'm sure we'll make even more adjustments next year based on our personnel.
1: Not every defensive coach wants to play with an offense that goes at this pace, but mm-hmm. you kind of embrace that. Mm-hmm. Is it? I, I'd like to think it's because you're kind of so like steady Eddie. Like you, you never seem like you are rattled one one iota. Like no emotion. Sure. You know, like never too high, never too low. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. accurate statement? Yeah,
0: no, I think that's very fair. Like I said, I I pride myself on being focused, you know, and, you know, like I tell you, you know, some guys run from the fire, some guys run to it, and I've never been afraid of a challenge, you know. I know Tennessee is, is one of the more iconic programs in the country, and Um, having a chance to be down here and get around our fans. And, you know, they have not disappointed. So I knew who Coach Hype was. I knew the style of play in which they would play with. Um, But I knew that, you know, given a chance that, you know, we could complement those guys. You know, we feel like we've done that.
1: You've had continuity through two years heading into year three. How big is that? It is big.
0: It is big because, you know, those guys, I've gotten to know them better. They've gotten to know me better. You know, it's not a lot, you know, things that they don't understand when we talk schematically what we're trying to get accomplished because, you know, we've done it for two years. So, no, it's been awesome. You know, I'm extremely blessed. I'll tell anybody. I feel like we have the best defensive staff in the country, and um,
1: I think the experience, you know, um, you know dictates that. When, you, you know, when you're in the box, mm-hmm. you know, calling the defense, you've got the rest of the defensive staff down below – uh, who's got, you know is is that a nice to have those guys that you started to trust down there as your conduit between the players because I mean you're seeing everything from a bird's eye view right whereas they're looking at them in the eyes right
0: yeah it's 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 extremely important because if you're gonna be in a box. You know, you won't be able to touch the kids. Sometimes you don't know, you know, are they understanding what you're trying to get accomplished in terms of adjustments. But I trust those guys from coach BJ to coach Martinez to coach Gardner. You know, those guys do a great job with their respective units. And, you know, in this day and age, if you're waiting to halftime to make the adjustments, you're behind. So, you know, we're making adjustments every series, you know, and um, it's because of the experience that we have on that that defensive side of the ball. I
1: know the goal one day is to be a head coach, Um, you know, What what would you envision a Tim Banks-led program look like?
0: Yeah, I I think a program that, you know, plays extremely hard, you know, a a program that, um, you know, really um, is one of the tougher programs in the country. And and to be quite honest with you, one of the programs that does things the right way, you know, it's – You know, in this day and age, you know, with all the different things going on, sometimes people lose sight of, I get it, we're in the entertainment business, you know, but there's also another side of it. And that's making sure that, you know, we're putting these guys in the best opportunities to get degrees that are life changing, you know, for a lot of these kids. So um, that's kind of what I see. We're going to have great balance, you know, and not just from a football perspective, but off the field as well because I understand how big it was for me to get a degree, you know, from Central Michigan and um, my cousins and, you know, um, even my brothers and my sisters, you know, following my path and going off to school. We're doing that and helping generations from generations. So having a chance to impact um, a program that way from from the top as a head coach is definitely a goal of mine.
1: In what ways do you feel like that you can make an impact with players that's off the field?
0: Yeah, I I think again, you know, I, I really, you know, I'm I'm not one of those guys that, you know, do a lot does a lot of talking about things. I try to show, them, you know, what a real man looks like, you know, how he goes about, how I treat my wife, you know, how I treat women. Um, you know, living a life of integrity is important to me. And um, I know a lot of guys talk that talk, you know, but everybody's not ready to live it. And um, I try to be an example of that. You know, we talk about our culture. You know, and, and one thing about our culture is I tell them all the time: it's not what you say, it's what you do. You know, culture is how you behave, and that's really what I try to do with my players off the field. I try to be a good example of you know what I think a, a man should you know move and act like and have an integrity and living by a code
1: and and hopefully those guys see that. What do you what do you hope that the athletes' biggest takeaways from playing for you or what? I mean, I, when I talk to you know a few players for a story I did with on Rodney earlier in the year, yeah. that from the '90s to guys that just played here, yep. They just glow them at the man. What What do you hope players say about Tim Banks?
0: Yeah, that, that, that I treated them fairly, you know, that I truly wanted the best for them, you know, and not just as a football player. And like I said, I've been in this thing 20-plus years, you know, and there's a lot of great coaches in this profession, but – they're not always in it for the right reasons, you know. And I like to think, you know, myself and some of the guys that I grew up around in this profession are. And that's, you know, making sure, A, they have the best experience they can, you know, obviously on the field because I understand we want to win and have that. But ultimately the, the applause is going to stop at one point, you know. And for me, I hopefully those guys will say that I put them in the best possible position uh, to be the best version of themselves and not just on the
1: field but off the field. You brought up the Lions when we first started going. Oh, yeah. And they've had a really solid year this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, how how much have you enjoyed watching them kind of get back to winning some football games? Because they've been so down for the last few years. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stop you, but I haven't been able to watch any of it because they keep me so busy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but second of all, yeah, when you read it, you know, it's exciting. Because, again, you know, all my – Facebook friends are still diehard Lions guys I grew up with. And, you know, so you keep up with it that way. And, yeah, it's been awesome, man. You know, because, again, you take pride in where you come from and, you know, or where you're at. And, you know, Detroit will always be home for me. So when those guys are having success, you know, life's just a little bit better. You know, just like when UT is rolling, you know, in Tennessee, life's a little bit better.
1: A lot of family still up that way?
0: It is. You know, my dad's there. You know, my siblings. You know, I have um, um, three sisters that are there, my brother, you know, and their respective families. Um, my wife's family is still there, so yeah, you know, shoot, you would have thought um, the orange bowl was Little Detroit. And I had a ton of them down there, so it, it was awesome.
1: How much have you? Uh, how much have you dished out the orange clothing for the uh, for the people up north?
0: Quite a bit. So they'll come down here and they go right to my closet and just start grabbing. So <laughs> it's, it's it's been awesome. You know, again, I'm I'm a big family man. I think anybody will tell you. You know, it's me and my wife. I don't have any hobbies outside of football. It's football and then family. <laughs> (laughs) time that's it that's the truth so you guys tell you know you've texted me a few times when i'm with my family and i'm off the clock i'm off the clock you know the only time i'm picking up is recruiting because that's (laughs) never ends you know it never ends but yeah so having those guys down here you know having a chance to spend time with you know my siblings and um you know my dad you know it's been awesome you know you you obviously know you know i lost my mom you know in february of last year and um family time was even more important to me. You know, it really was, you know, because, you know, anytime you lose someone, you know, you 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 realize that, um, you know, life, life goes by fast. You know, it really does. So, you know, I love what I do. You know, I wouldn't trade this life for anything, but I also want to make sure that all my loved ones get a chance to enjoy this ride as well.
1: Yeah. I'm not as old as Coach Banks, but, uh, you know, I still have my parents, but I lost my last grandparent two years ago coming up in March. And yep. there'll be times where I, I will pick the phone up or I, sometimes I'll just listen to it. I've saved all of her old voicemails oh, yeah. singing Happy Birthday to me or whatever. And I'll just listen to her voice. Yep. You, you ever do that? With, you know, your mom, you ever pick up the phone to call her to tell her yeah, about we, the we, game or whatever? We, and then, you know, we still uh,
0: have her um her phone on. So, you know, we can go to voicemail and hear her voice. Yeah, my mom was a big football fan. You know, she didn't miss. I was telling someone this was the first time you know, in a while she wasn't at the bowl game you know we've been blessed to go to a bunch of bowls you know particularly these last you know 10 years or so and she hadn't missed any and uh, is the first one you know it's the first one in a long time um but yeah you know we talk about my mom all the time You know, we literally were just talking she had what she called her granny trip where she would take all you know her grandchildren you know what they're doing the summer and as I told my brothers and sisters, we want to keep that, you know, keep that legacy alive. You know, we're, we're planning a a summer vacation as we speak to make sure
1: that, um, you know, they remember. Speaking of vacations, one place you'd never been that you'd like to go. Oh, I tell you what, uh, right
0: before COVID hit, we're on our way to Barcelona
1: and, um, COVID ruined everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah. We were going to cruise out, you know, and go to Rome and, um, You know, so we're still looking forward to that at some point, you know, getting to Barcelona and, you know, cruising out. We love to cruise when we can and, um, you know, getting a chance to see, you know, uh, Rome is is one of the big ones for us.
1: Disney cruise, yes or no?
0: Well, I haven't been blessed with any kids, so the Disney's not quite my thing. I didn't know if you did it with the family. Well... Yes, but selfishly we make them do the regular cruise so we can have some fun ourselves. <laughs> so, no, I've heard nothing but great things, but no, I haven't done the Disney one, not just yet. So
1: Best place you have been. From a from a cruise perspective. Or just
0: anywhere. Okay. I I you know, we went to Punta Cana, you know, the Dominican, you know, um, some years ago, but we had a really good time, you know, wife and I. And um, you know, we're we're literally just talking, we need to get back there, you know, at some point. But the Dominican was awesome. Um, you know, but we, we, we've been around, you know, a few places, but that's Alaska yet. No, everyone talks about Alaska. I'm doing it this summer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, you know, Coach Goldish obviously just left to go out to South Florida. I think they did it this past summer and you know, he raved about it and you know, it's on the bucket list, but I haven't had a chance to do it just yet.
1: Yellowstone. Mother's day
0: is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from blue Nile,
1: Does that interest you at all? No. No, no animals for you?
0: No. I'm over, well, my, my, my wife, you know, she tries to drag me, but that's just, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I wish I could have a great story about that, but no, sir.
1: Mackinac Island in Michigan. Oh, yeah. I'm Big gonna, fan?
0: Yeah, I like Mackinac Island. I do. I do. We've got up north a few times. You know, it's funny. Um, of course, when you play at Central Michigan, you got a lot of Upers and guys from sure. up that way. So. I hadn't been up there before until I got out of college,
1: ironically, but um but yeah, it's beautiful, particularly um, you know, in the summer. When you look at towards next year's defense, mm-hmm. you got a lot of nice young pieces, whether it be coming in from the recruiting class or that group of Tyree West and Josh Josephs and Elijah Herring and some of those players that were freshmen this past year. Yep. How do you get those To take a big step this spring, yeah. Because I mean, mean, for that for that group especially, it's you know,
0: it's it's go time. Absolutely, yeah. They're on the clock now. I tell guys all the time: it's one thing to be on the bus; it's another thing to be driving the bus. So some of these young guys will have opportunity to drive the bus. So how do you get that done? You know, I, I think number one, you know, as we get back to it, you know, we'll identify, you know, obviously the things we did well, but where are the things that we can improve on and, and not just overall schematically, but from player to player. Um, so once we get a chance to deep dive into that, you know, we'll let those kids know exactly where they are, what they need to improve on, and more importantly, how they improve on it. So it's not just, you know, spring ball, but it's winter conditioning, you know, it's film, it's, it's film study, and then obviously you take it to the spring and uh, you kind of hit the ground running.
1: All right, let's go rapid fire. One question, or one answers, one word answers. Greatest of all time, basketball.
0: Ooh, LeBron James.
1: Greatest piston of all time, not named Isaiah Thomas.
0: Ooh. I would have to go with, my dad will kill me for saying this, but Joe Dumars.
1: I like Joe Dumars. Best thing about Knoxville that you didn't know before you got here.
0: Wow. You know, just how nice the area is. You know, I I played against these guys a couple times, but you kind of roll in and roll right out. But I mean, this is and again, this isn't no sales speak, but you know, college feel but has city amenities, freaking awesome. I had no idea the city amenities were here.
1: How often do you hear that from recruits? Because I've heard that for years. Like. I didn't know. The, it's a city. And I'm like, what do you think? Well, I thought it was going to be Cowfields. <laughs>
0: you know what I mean? Like all, all the time. But I was that guy. That's what I thought. I had no idea. I'd that's what you there. were
1: telling the recruits to not come here.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't listen, though. <laughs> no, that, this town this is awesome, man. It, because, again, I knew coaches that coached here. Sure. And they all said the same thing. Like, bro, you're going to love it. And I'm like, okay, man, I coached at a lot of places. and. No, this is the real deal. It's a great town, you know, great people, passionate about football. And like I said, it's just me and my wife and, you know, certain things we got to have, and that's some nice restaurants. I love Smokey's downstairs. It's awesome, but I like to get out a little bit as well.
1: Foodie, what's best place – favorite place to eat in town? I won't say best, favorite place to go. If you have a date night with the wife, where are you going? This
0: is this is not unique to to Knoxville, but we, lo- we love Firebird's. You only know what Firebird is. Oh, I do. I know what Firebird is. We we love Firebirds. I eat a
1: walk-ons all the time. Drive beside them.
0: Yeah, walk-ons is good too, but Firebirds is our spot. Every Thursday. Every Thursday we're in there. That's my deal.
1: No kidding. What do you
0: get? Burger, baked potato. Is this thing live? And some chocolate cake.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With vanilla ice cream. With with vanilla ice cream. You know know the meal. Exactly right. You you gotta have it. You gotta have that. Love it. When you when you for your wife, how much does she love Knoxville? Because the one thing is, coaches yes rave about it, but it's the wives. The wives never want to leave. No, you're exactly right. Because it, it's it's got enough of a city where they you know, and it's close enough to an Atlanta or a Charlotte that yep. they could run to, but it's also not too like ugh in your face. That's right. No, she loves
0: it. She absolutely loves it. And you know, we've been at some places where she liked it, and you know, was it's, it's where you work. You know, but it's not like that here. Now, she genuinely likes it here. You know, we've – um like I said, we've been, we've been blessed to be at a lot of great universities. But, you know, to be at a great university where you have a chance to win and win big and you also love where you're living, you know, we can ask for a better opportunity here in Knoxville. And, you know, my wife would second that.
1: Well, Coach, we appreciate the deep dive. We figured out you're still a LeBron guy. I can't – well – how can a Detroit guy really pick Jordan? Right, that's exactly
0: right. I would not say it. You know, we respect him, but Brian's. We've had ready.
1: all these kids on. Co- coach Banks is the first coach we've had on, and so we're looking forward. We're going to have Coach Hypel next month. Uh, we're going to have Coach BJ uh, Brian Jean Marie, or for the Rednecks like myself, Brian Jean Mary. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be on next week. So, so. <laughs> We appreciate the time, man, and uh, good luck heading into spring practice, okay? Absolutely. Appreciate you guys.